Welcome to Top Advisor Marketing, where you will learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your practice. Brought to you by Top Advisor Podcasting, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. And now, your co-hosts of Top Advisor Marketing, Kirk Lowe and Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. You know, those of us at Top Advisor Marketing are always looking at ways to increase our education, look for new markets, meet new advisors and new people. And we had this great opportunity to go to the 401k Excel conference. It was in Dallas, Texas. And while I was there, I had this chance to meet somebody. His name's Aaron Potashin. Now, he is the Senior Vice President of Alliant Retirement Consulting. But none of that really matters. What matters is this guy is on the cutting edge of marketing in the 401k space. And so we had a chance to kind of talk a little bit while we were there, and I finally got him to get back on the podcast, and I'm super excited to pick his brain. So, Aaron, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. I appreciate you having me. Well, let's talk about your history. Before we really get into what makes you so unique and different in the 401k space, Aaron, What? how did you get to where you are right now? It's kind of like everybody else. You know, everyone ends up at a spot that they probably didn't predict. I'm in the same same boat. So I started my career after college, I guess you'll call it that. I used to work in politics and I used to think that that was going to be, maybe I watched the West Wing too much while I was growing up, <laughs> but I kind of thought, all right, well, that's going to be my career. And uh, there's a, a little bit of young being a little naive and thinking, oh, I'm going to go, you know, storm the world and, and change the world that way. And not to say that I didn't have a bad experience and, and I didn't work with bad people. I actually worked with some really good people. I think that were genuinely good people and had their hearts in the right spot. But it just wasn't a career path for me that I wanted to take. And so, and my job that I had in politics was really go out into the community, share what it is the elected official I was working on behalf of was doing and kind of let them know, here's how we're trying to move your life forward and improve it, right? Because that's all... Elected officials, that's what their promises are. Is I'm going to take your life from here and try and increase the quality of it. And they make promises on traffic or taxes or whatever it is, right? And so I thought, you know, I, I like this idea of helping people improve their life. What can I do that that doesn't involve politics? And it kind of just found my way into the financial services world and ended up kind of dabbling in it a little bit and trying to understand what it is I should do. I started at one firm and again, it was some, some good people, but not the right place for me. And then after a while, my wife and I had, or my fiance and I got married. And after we got married, we moved to Austin, Texas and kind of um, didn't know anybody and um, didn't have any uh, collection of wealthy friends or relatives for that matter, which is typically when you work in a, you go into financial services, that's what you want right. um, to make your life a little bit easier. It's not an easy business to get started in. And kind of just made my way from there and slowly kind of found my way into this niche of working with companies and organizations on their employer-sponsored retirement plan. It's so, really satisfying. So why is that? I mean, that's a, that's a really hard nut to break, Aaron. I mean, it's not like calling your friends and family and selling them you know, a, a mutual fund. This is like a big it's a big market and you do a lot of work. How did, what, what fascinated you about 401k space? Well, I, I think what I really like about the 401k space is number one, if you're doing good work for a client and you're helping to improve their, we'll just use 401k plan, but it applies to 403Bs and all the like, 
if you're improving their 401k plan, you're having an impact on a huge number of people all at the same time, right? As opposed to doing individual financial planning where it's a one-on-one relationship. So I really like that idea of having an impact on a lot of people's lives. That was number one. Number two is, it, I mean, and quite frankly, the government hasn't made it more simple to administer a 401k plan if you're a private, you know, if you're an organization. The regulations keep getting more complicated. And so I like that idea because, you know, I get to spend my job really kind of translating for companies what all these regulations mean and what are the rules and how can we help them design a plan that stays within the rules, but is also good for their employees. So I like the fact that there's so many complications and, you know, I don't, you know, as big as Google is, I don't think they'll be able to write an algorithm that will tell an employer do exactly this. You can't algorithm out all of the nuances and things that are associated with that. So I really like that as well. Let's talk about, well, I mean, I, I guess I, I was going to say, let's talk about some of those regulations. But yeah, I don't think we want to bore the audience because those regulations are a nightmare. But how are you competing in this space? Let's get down to the brass tacks because this is a marketing-based podcast. And this is a very, very difficult competitive marketplace, even more than the individual private wealth management, 401ks, 403bs, and the like. What are you doing fundamentally differently to separate yourself and to have the right conversations with companies so that you can help manage their 401k? Yeah, and I think that's right. I think, you know, to, to quantify that, it's more competitive because there's less companies, right? We've got 300 million people in America. And there's probably between 600,000 and a million employer-sponsored retirement plans. And so there's a significantly less amount of employer-sponsored clients that you can get, right? So it just makes it a little bit more competitive from that standpoint. And so what are the things that we're doing to stand out? And I would say number one thing that we really try and do is provide as much value, and I would say immense amount of value, in advance of someone ever deciding that they want to hire us. So we have the saying of results in advance. And that's not to say returns, because we don't want to get those two things confused. And we're not definitely promising returns on investments or anything. But we want to give results in advance. Companies today, when they're looking at to hire a consultant, they I think they understand they're really hiring somebody for the intellectual capital that they or their firm has to offer that will help improve that retirement plan. And so what we're really trying to do is before someone decides to hire us, we're providing an immense amount of value, i.e. an idea of what our intellectual capital is that we're going to provide to this company. And when deployed, we'll have these positive impacts. And we're trying to do that across the board. And so how we do that is we're trying to get our name out there through different marketing channels, through speaking opportunities, through publishing certain things to let people know that, hey, you know, we believe that we've got a unique view on these things, and we believe that you know we've got a, a lot of intellectual capital that, when deployed for your company, is going to have a positive return from a you know an ROI of improving your plan, getting your participants better prepared for retirement, or what have you. So, I want our audience to to really maybe even rewind everything that Aaron just said there, because this is the sort of stuff that we've been talking about on Top Advisor Marketing Podcast for a long time. That freedom of giving so much intellectual capital away so that people can experience you and truly understand what it's going to be like to work with you. So when you are going for the close, it's so much easier because they already know the value you're going to be able to do. Now, Aaron, I think the million-dollar question is, 
When did you have that epiphany? And let's talk a little bit more about the execution of that epiphany. Yeah, so I would like to say it's not my idea. This is, I think, a concept that's been around for a lot of time. And But in our industry, it's not always that way. I think a lot of people, their sales process revolves around a pitch book and then relationship selling people to death, i.e. taking them to happy hours and taking them to golfing or what have you, and then leveraging that relationship to get the business. And it's not to say that we don't take people out golfing and we'll go get a happy hour drink with somebody, but we want to do it after we have a relationship with someone. And we don't want to leverage that relationship to get business. We want to get business because we know we're the best choice for them. And so if you ask me, where's the origin of this idea? When I joined the firm I was with before, the the company I'm with, Alliant Retirement Consulting now, and they partner in a firm called CLS Partners. And we were acquired by Alliant Retirement Consulting in the summer of 2018. And there was kind of a group of us that came together and said, we've got to change the sales process and how in the world of employee benefits and retirement consulting. And so, you know, there was a lot of work by a lot of people that will never get public recognition for this. And we really kind of decided, here's how we're going to design the sales process with the entire mentality of we want to be provide results in advance. And so, you know, I would say this started in 2014. Uh, we really started working it, uh, deploying it to companies in 2015 to see what was the response, which was very positive from people appreciating the fact that we wanted to give what amounted to almost free consulting in advance. And then from there, people really like the idea of, I like that what these people are saying, and we, it increases the confidence that we're going to be able to deliver when they actually hired us. And it resulted in a lot more people deciding to engage us. Uh, which resulted in a lot more new business. So let's talk about what those things are, right? So when you're giving them information, what have you found resonates the most within this marketplace to truly get their attention? Right, yeah. So we, like I mentioned, our firm, Alliant overall, also operates in the property and casualty space as a consultant and the employee benefit space. And what we're seeing overall in the market is that the world's employee benefits, i.e. medical insurance and the ancillary products that go with that, and then the retirement plan world are kind of starting to have a lot more cross-pollination right now. And so when we engage companies in, i.e. like a sales process, we prefer to do that where we're looking at both their employee benefits and their retirement programs at the same time, because we believe this is Typically, for a lot of employers, the number one and number two most important benefits that they provide to their employees. You know, if you look at studies from Ebri or what have you, those two are consistently number one and number two most important benefits they provide. And so we're going out to companies to say, hey, look, we can provide this, what we call a diligence process, and look at the number one and number two program and provide you ideas on how we can improve it where maybe there's waste and I won't say fraud, but where there's resources that can be better allocated and or how you can better design these programs. And by by combining this idea of looking at the health and the wealth, HR managers definitely understand that. And I would say CFOs also understand it because they're looking at the line item about how much these programs are costing and they're saying, okay, yeah, we need to look at both of these at the same time. So I think that's a little bit different of what we're doing is, you know, the world kind of looks at benefits and retirement as church and state. We look at it as one religion. Yeah, well, I've never heard of anybody doing it that way, and it really does make a lot of sense to address, especially since it's number one and number two, you know, on the, the business's uh, mindset in their biggest concerns, being able to tackle both of them is a huge marketing win. 
Now, let's talk a little bit more about your secret sauce, because when I met you at the 401k conference, you were introduced to me by a good good friend of ours here. And so when you're looking at how you're marketing yourself, I mean, you guys aren't doing crazy cold calling sort of stuff. You're using a medium that we don't use a lot here at Top Advisor Marketing. And so when Ross Marino introduced us, you know, one of the things that he had kind of pitched you on was your use of video. So do you mind talking a little bit about right. that? Yeah, yeah. appreciate Ross doing that. Shout out to Ross. Great guy and a, a good member of the uh, retirement plan advisor community who's a, definitely a champion for us. I would tell you, you know, one, um, I'm not a shy person, so I don't mind being on camera. So we've been doing a lot more videos lately and there's short videos that are on usually one specific topic. And it's so like, we'll sit down and we'll do a video with maybe somebody that's on my team or somebody else talking about something that we believe is important for plan sponsors to be aware of. And so for instance, today I sat down and we recorded about five different videos that were all about the Secure Act and one specific thing. And what we're doing specifically is we're loading these videos onto YouTube or not to YouTube, but to LinkedIn. And we'll, you know, go through our video. And then at the end of it, obviously we've got our disclosure slides that we need on there for our compliance team. And then we'll have an often lead page for people to go visit as well. So I think what's a little bit different about what we're doing is we're putting out their content and we're trying to be, make sure we do it on a consistent basis. And then also, if it's interesting to people, we're saying, look, if you want to continue the conversation, please visit this website where you can learn a little bit more about who we are, what our process is to engage with people, and then choose to put your information in there. And we can have a 30-minute conversation to see if, you know, if maybe we're the right person for you because we're not the right fit for everybody. Sure. And that's okay. Okay. I'm, I'm going to have you get even more granular because I'm uh, you, you used a couple yeah. of words that I, I want to have you tease out just a little bit more. Number one, how long are your videos? So we're trying to make them less than 10 minutes. Beautiful. We understand that not everyone in the world is super interested in looking and learning more about 401k plans. So we're trying to do it less than 10 minutes for two reasons. I think, you know, the average video length that people are watching is probably around five. So mm -hmm. we're probably pushing on how long we can get people to watch these things. But also on the LinkedIn platform, the max amount of time that you can load a video onto there and that will play will be 10 minutes. Okay. So that's number one. All right. So we're doing that. Okay. Let's talk about yep. consistency. Second, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go, oh, keep going. No, yeah. I want to know more. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. So the, the other thing that we're doing is... is uh, kind of related to videos, uh, I'm using LinkedIn Live, which is not a feature that everyone on LinkedIn has access to, but you know that allows us to capture a lot of people's attention that way as well. And so that's been a great avenue to, you know, if we have an announcement about an event that we're going to do or some speaking event that I'm going to be at, that's been a great opportunity to go live at any moment. Everyone that's connected to me and my network is going to get a notification that Aaron's going live which is funny because a lot of times I'll do these videos, LinkedIn live videos from my office, and then I get a bunch of looky-loos looking in saying, try to <laughs> distract me from my office mates. Um, but yeah, so that, those have been two things that we've done from that perspective. Okay, yes. And and if you're like me, who unfortunately moved slowly on the LinkedIn Live, uh, it's, it's a long process to get through unless you were an early adopter like Aaron was. Okay, now you said consistent. So we talked about how long the videos are. So you said sub 10 minutes. What do you mean by consistent? What does consistent video production or putting things out there mean to you? Yeah, I mean, my goal I have is really to kind of make sure that we get two videos out per week if possible. That's what we're looking at. 
what we've seen is that seems to get a pretty high viewership rate. And when I'm saying pretty high viewership rate, I mean, for me, I'm not looking at like Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, views. <laughs> I'm not in that stratosphere at all, but we're getting, you know, 2000 plus people that will watch these videos, which is a, I think a pretty good number for us and our little business. We're getting a lot of people to watch these things, getting some comments on them. And then what I'm also noticing is just when I'm going out and about the people that I know and people that are connected to me on LinkedIn, I'm getting a lot of comments, love videos and Hey, I see them a lot. So it definitely is. People are watching them. Mm -hmm. I can tell. I and mean, that started to really make a difference what I would say in the past two months or so a lot of people are, are watching these things. Even if they don't like the video, they're watching them. Well, let's talk about your ramp-up time, right? So uh, so in the last two months, you've started to see some traction here and get some feedback. How long have you been doing videos? I would say about three. I mean, we're recording this in January of 2020, probably three or four months okay. we've been trying to do them, I would say. So not a, a long time, but I think it's definitely something that we're going to be doubling down on. Yeah. We also typically will batch record these things just based off of you know my schedule. That's the easiest way to do it. And so we'll batch record. We'll uh, make sure compliance gives it an A-OK. -okay. We'll add some disclosure uh, slides to the videos and then post them either through a live video or uh, directly on to, to LinkedIn from that perspective. All right. Well, you just used the word that I, I have to back you up on. So are these fully scripted and how do you get these passed and through compliance? Yeah, good question. So let's uh, let's answer the second question first. How do we get them through compliance? Well, number one, we've got a great compliance department, and the person we work with on there is not a business prohibition person, or they're not looking to stop us from doing business or marketing at all. And so um, she works with us on a lot of these things. And what we typically would do is say, hey, we're going to talk about these things. We don't have a full script ripped out, but we'll say, hey, here's some topics we're going to talk about. And you know, really, at the end of the day, what she's really concerned about is, are we talking about investments? Are we talking about individual investment options? Are we talking about returns? Anything investment oriented, we try and stay away from and focus more on things related to plan design, participant behavior, um, trends we're seeing in the industry. And those are things that are much more compliant um, friendly from that perspective. So, you know, our compliance department has been fantastic. We will run a script by her talking about these are the topics we're going to go. She'll say, okay, sounds good. We record it. She watches it, gives us a okay, -OK, which she has on almost every single one of them. We add the disclosure documents and then it's off and running. So I think the key is stay away from talking about investments uh, or specific mutual funds or anything like that. And I think most people should be okay. You know, I'm glad that you said that. And in fact, I think we're going to tr probably tease that out too uh, as part of how we chop up our podcasts because, you know, compliance doesn't have a problem if you're not talking about things that the compliance department doesn't want you to talk about, right? So, um, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, now, so my final question for you along these lines, and, and thank you, first off, so much. You've given us so much, so many of our listeners, so much good information. But how do you come up with topics? I mean, dude, you're busting out two videos a week. That's a lot of content. Where are you getting these ideas? Yeah. So really it's going to come down whenever we meet with any of our clients, we're trying to be very intentional about what are the questions they asking us about. So we're interested in creating videos and content that we know our clients are asking us about, because if they're asking us about it, there's probably other people that have got questions about it and they might not be getting the answers from their advisors. 
So that's the number one source that we're getting to. I've got fantastic people that are on our team, both on my team directly here in Alliance, but also throughout the Alliant Retirement Consulting team. And, you know, there's kind of a round robin of, you know, what are the topics that are coming up when you're doing plan review meetings? And we're trying to capture those topics. And what are the things that people are asking a lot of questions about or unsure about? And we're like, boom, that's a topic that we should do about. Because if somebody's asking us about it, that means somebody else doesn't know about it and maybe isn't getting the advice and guidance on it. So that's the number one thing we do. The second thing is if there's big studies that will come out. So for instance, plan sponsor council came out recently with some interesting studies that we thought would be interesting for other people to know. So we're going to take some of that information and kind of share it with some other people as well. But the number one source are what are questions people are asking that they're not getting the answer to. Anything I should have asked you about your marketing techniques that I didn't that our listeners should know about? What I would tell you is with regards to video, it's super simple. I mean, we record on my iPhone. I bought a microphone set up for $21. I paid $6 for a little iPhone stand. I mean, this is, I mean, people spend more on lunches and I can edit a lot of the videos on my iPhone that you can get most of the programs that you need to add the slides if you just have a regular, you know, Microsoft computer. It doesn't have to be hard, you know. It doesn't have to be expensive. I think in action and inertia is the number one reason people probably aren't accumulating money in their retirement program. And inertia is the same thing that can, you know, hurt people when it comes to marketing their practice and you know, talking about how they could add value to people's lives. I would say you need, just need to take action and start doing something. And once you get that, you know, snowball going down the hill, hopefully it turns into something really meaningful. Aaron, man, thank you so much for being such a wonderful guest and giving so much great information. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So everybody who's listening, you need to find Aaron Potashin on, uh, on LinkedIn. It's A-A-R-O-N. P-O-T-T-I-C-H-E-N. We'll make sure that we have a link in the show notes. Follow him. See what he's doing from a marketing perspective because he has built this great foundation using video to truly engage and to endear people into their model. And that's exactly what we want you to do. And that's what good marketing is. It's to set expectations so that people truly understand what it's going to be like to work with you before they ever walk in the door. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you click that subscribe now button below. That way, every time we come out with a new podcast, we'll show up directly on your listening device. And finally, if you have any podcast topic ideas or guests that you think that we should interview on the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast, all you have to do is interview or email me. Matt at topadvisorm.com. And for everybody at Top Advisor Marketing, this is Matt Halloran, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. Click on the Contact Us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information. This was brought to you by iris.xyz, a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.